Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining me today is Robin Raskin. She is a technology journalist, and now she has a wonderful company called Living in the Digital Times, and she is a wealth of information. We are so excited to have her join us here today. Welcome, Robin. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yes, it's I've, I've, so, seen the, I've seen this rodeo before, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Wonderful. Well, why don't you give our listeners just a little background information about yourself? You know, give us give us an insight into your journey. Okay, it's kind of humorous. So, literally, the first story I ever wrote about technology was called "How I Learned About Computers to Save Our Marriage," and the computer <laughs> was um, the computer was a, um, a Unix terminal, <laughs> and yet, uh, and it was connected to a college at university and I had to dial in and but anyhow the point was that I, I wrote this column where I said I don't know about the rest of you but I think that this is going to be big and I think it's a, not just a hobby like playing golf or playing pool but it's going to change how people live their lives and I'm on the program and so I started to learn about computers um, wound up at PC Magazine where I was the editor in those early days of personal computing, which was very wonderful. Before there was an internet, there was CompuServe, AOL, and Prodigy, just to remind everybody. And then, you know, when the internet, um, the internet sort of added the magic ingredient to make this incredible revolution happen. So you get to see that all uh, once um, as an editor. And then I launched a company, um, that creates conferences and events about what does it mean to be digital. And it's not just in the financial areas or in coin or crypto, but we do this for digital health. We do it for, we look at the retail uh, industry and how being digital is transforming it. And I work very closely with CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, and very closely with CTA, their parent company. And we put on about 15 of their conferences and events for them at CES every year in January in Las Vegas. Digital money is one of the many that we do. Yes. And let's get, get do a little bit into the, the different categories that you just mentioned. Um, for one, digital health. You know, what what does that mean exactly? So um, it, 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 it's, um, it means so many things. But really, as you move to... Um, the digital world. You know, one part, for example, is digital therapeutics. What if your doctor gives you an app instead of two aspirin? <laughs> what if you wear a fitness band that changes your behavior? Um, and not just you're wearing your one band, but um, that data is being aggregated. So, so um, physicians can start to look and say, where, where is asthma most likely to happen? What populations, what circumstances? Where is food poisoning? Where is this outbreak? So it's both looking at individual data and holistically data um, to, to make best medical outcomes. Um, it's also, you know, the blockchain is involved there too for access to medical records, for sharing of med- medical records. 
robots are involved. Robots may be doing your next surgery. Robots are certainly assisting doctors in tons uh, of ways. So if people are bringing a product to the medical market that uh, is based in technology, we talk about it there. Never mind the fact that we're all going to have our gene sequenced, you know, uh, probably at birth within the next couple of years. <laughs> and the explosion of data um, in the medical field is so overwhelming that um, it's going to take artificial intelligence, deep learning to um, make sense of all of that. So we're watching. That's one area that we um, we spend a lot of time planning, thinking, talking about what technologies are impacting it the most. Virtual reality, for example. Do you know, like, virtual reality is now used in opioid addiction and in pain management um, to, uh, and as a therapeutic tool. It's also used to train doctors instead of or in addition to cadavers, you know, so you operate in the virtual world. So we're just starting to see the technologies that have always been popular at shows like CES being used daily to help a person's experience in the medical world. Um, we look at education, kids, families. Um, we look at retailing. So what's the shopping experience equivalent to that? You go into a store like Sephora now and you have a makeup mirror that is augmented mm -hmm. and without having to try on somebody else's gooey lipstick, <laughs> you are now trying on augmented reality lipstick and saying, oh, I really like that shade or I like how I look like this or I think I'll do my eyes this way. And you're doing it at home, not just in stores. And you're ordering up personalized cosmetics. So um, retail is changing both online and offline. So the big things we're seeing there this year, for example, are all those online stores found out it's really kind of expensive to do business online. It returns and nobody knows what they want. So they're actually building physical stores and they're using those physical stores to gather data and inform their um, their intelligence about how to best service their customers. So whether it's Warby Park or Blue Nile or Everlane or Tucket, uh, you're seeing all the stores that started out online going offline and into this omni-channel world. So they're using the same technologies, VR, AR, AI being the big ones to, to create customer experiences, but also create efficiencies in their channels. Um, so how do you get just the right amount of product into a store at the right time, and and um, and and technology is helping them to inform that. It's helping them figure out if something is counterfeit or not. Um, it's helping figure out whether um, this was really certified organic or not. So there are so many ways that the pieces of technology are coming together to play in all of these different spaces. It's quite amazing the the future that we're all moving towards with these technologies and, and the different ways that the different challenges it's going to create, but also the way, the challenges that it's going to solve. Yeah. And, and, and I think as much as challenges, you know, oppor opportunities, and that's mm -hmm. where um, I think digital money and money. And when we named this conference that we started a couple of years ago, I, 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 I didn't want to call it a crypto conference or an ICO conference or a blockchain conference or a banking or a fintech because I don't think it's really taken shape as to, and I think it will be a lot of different technologies for different um, 
different people. So we called it digital money because we know and every year when we started this, I would ask people in the audience, Tim, who's got $5 in their pocket? And, you know, the first year, like you know, 100% of the people did. <laughs> Second year, like 80% did. And now, you know, you've seen you go to places tea shops, coffee shops that do not take cash anymore. And so you can now go to CES in Las Vegas and live very nicely without ever putting a physical penny in your pocket. And that to me is a transformation that has come up um, slowly, but quickly, you know, it's probably the last five years that we've kind of moved away from dirty cash money in your pocket. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that that is such an exciting time to be. And, and you and I were speaking a little bit off the air before we started about really reimagining businesses and changing your thinking when it comes to these new technologies and the ways that you can interact with it. Yeah. And that's going to be the trick for people. And it will be like an aha moment. And so every day, oh, I, I, I spend a lot of time talking to media companies. So what does a media company look like in a in a digital world where the um where the currency can be anything from a like i like your story to i'm sharing your story to i've read your story um so we're, when we're talking about money we're talking about what money has always been is you and i agree that something has a value and we agree that we're going to do some sort of um, trade for this value so if you go back to that um what you're seeing are so many, I'm going to call them experiments because we don't know which one's going to work. But in the entertainment <laughs> field, for example, um, um, you know, newspapers, you know, based on a, um, um, a token that I like this, that I like this. And what do you get You for liking things? You get some currency, some token to spend in this world. Um, you take that to real estate um, and, you know, you, you look at, I'm in the real estate business in this world of physical goods. What does it look like if I start to tokenize that? And, you know, is it just a way to um, <laughs> raise more money so I can buy, buy this building? Do you all own a share of this building? Is it a, is it a co-op? Look at energy. I mean, not only does energy become a currency, but you can change people's behaviors by putting the incentives on, we will give you um, free, you know, a reduced price if you use your energy at, you know, low peak hours, you know. Um, so if you look, if you reimagine any business, um, the music business, the video business, the gambling business, the gaming business, um, the um, fitness business, you know, uh, just even belonging to your gym. What if the, if there was a token where you spent it on classes, you spent it on sneakers, you spent it on um, uh, losing weight? You know, it's it, and so what you're seeing is this beginning of a totally different way to think about forget forget about the talk, technology, but just a totally different way to think about the possibilities of what a business looks like in a world where everybody agrees that um, this is a currency we're going to deal with. And that's very confusing right now and, and risky right now if you are um, thinking of investing in it for a bunch of reasons, um, um, in part regulatory um, and in part 
I think your your listeners probably know there's something like I don't know uh, there was over a billion put into ICOs last year a big majority a big fraction of them not a majority but a fraction where um with scams of some sort don't really exist we're only half baked and that's why it's it feels so um unsettling um but it will it's also the perfect time to think about your business. And I don't care if your business is um, driving cars, owning houses, running a, you know, a clothing store, whatever your business is, you've got to start thinking about the transformation to a digital currency. And what does that mean for you? hundred percent. And, you know, you've had the opportunity to be in this space for quite some time and to, and to really look at a lot of different pieces of it. What are some of the biggest things that you've learned just being a part of this space? Um, so I think one is uh, history repeats itself. And so mm-hmm. you, 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 you know, everybody's made the analogy to, to the Internet that um, what's going on in the crypto space um, and token space now is, in fact, like the early days of the Internet, little wild west. Some people there will be, you know, the Internet did not go away, but many companies did. So um it's to um make sure that um you you go to trusted sources for your information that's really hard to do right now you know you go to any cocktail party and people are talking about the blockchain and bitcoin and where they're investing um there's there's public chains and there's private chains and there's a lot to digest but if you i, I kind of think of that like a story that you tell it's the story of moving things from uh, uh, you you and I agree we're going to um I'm going to charge you this much for my time you're going to pay me this way it's 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 an agreement that we make and then if you think about the underlying technologies it's um it's a database it just lists every time we make an agreement of some sort it's um protocol you know how this is handled through the various um, pieces of, of of the blockchain, and it's secure and private, which you know cryptography. So, so none of these things are new, but this combination is super new. And if you think about, it, I, I, I talked a little bit before. You know, if you looked at the early days of fitness tech, it was oh, I, we have sensors and we've got a cloud and we've got uh, uh, batteries that run longer than ever, and we have smaller chips than ever. And all of a sudden, a whole new thing was born, which were these fitness bands you wore on your wrist, and now you can wear them in your ears, and probably in a year, and you'll be able to implant them in your bodies <laughs> and have a constant fitness readout. But all of these things, um, there was not one new technology that made this possible, but the combination of the affordability and scalability existing technologies. And so mm-hmm. if you look at fitness bands now, they actually are the same things that are making autonomous vehicles, you know, self-driving cars. It's a bunch of sensors and some that talk to each other. And one, one looks at images out there on the street. One tells you when you're getting too close to an object recognition. Um, and so it's all of these pieces that have existed being put together um, with some really smart algorithms. And, and, and you have a self-driving car. So you're going to start to see all of these things come together. And you're, and, and, you're, and you're seeing it already. And the one that interests me in the money space is even beyond... 
you and I doing a transaction, what happens when our machines start paying each other, which is happening already? You drive your car to the gas station. It pays the pump based on the account that you've set up. Your refrigerator is already telling your grocery uh, store, you know, in testing environments, what to order when it's out of groceries. So as you look at the future of commerce, one of the craziest parts to me is this machine-to-machine commerce. Um, which begs the question, what do we all do when this happens? And we'll just sit at the beach letting our machines transact. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it, it's pretty interesting times. Uh, no, it's such an exciting time to be around it. And the change is coming so quickly. You know, before change was a lot slower um, because it was it was, it was was large chunks of, of change. But now that the technology is in place, I feel like the changes are coming more rapidly. Um, they are. You know, banks aren't going anywhere. Uh, Look at the financial institutions today. They're having a very good year. Traditional Wall Street with stocks is having a very good year. New fintech companies, Stash, Betterment, um, Mint, are helping um, expand the ranks of people that bank and that save by giving them tools that they need. Um, Artificial intelligence, again, voice banking, Facial recognition for to be for safer banking. Um, I think people don't realize um, how much the traditional finance world has actually put some really cool technology in place. I don't know about you, but I get you know every time I make a transaction without my card present, my card is on top of it. They know it. They send me a text. Fraud is down in that regard. So those same things that are helping the traditional financial world. Some of that um, security and some of that user friendliness needs to be ported over. Right now, the thing I say about that stops most people from being serious about crypto is that every user interface sucks. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it, whether you know if you want to, um, you know, a wallet or you want to begin to um, immerse yourself in this, it's 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 really daunting in part because nobody has made a simple UI. Most of the screens are just filled with numbers that mean nothing to a normal normal person. So I think that is going to get better and that um, investing in digital currencies will get easier. And then you have the opportunity for third parties. Well, like, like you guys, you're, you're, you are a third party in that. You, will, you educate about this environment. You, um, I had a, a great publisher, the guy who started PC Magazine, Bill Ziss, said, uh, you don't have to be the railroad track. You don't have to be that thing that's changing the world. Just be near it. Be the general store near the railroad track. You know? <laughs> um, and, and that hasn't stopped. There's going to be a whole ecosystem of businesses around the transformation. There are now companies that just verify that this transaction really happened, you know, so they're already like third party. There are people that make RFID tags, physical tags to put in things like Dolce Gabbana handbags so that they can be on the blockchain and you know, they haven't been tampered with and they're not counterfeit. Super important for the fashion industry. So every industry is starting to look at um, what does the blockchain mean to them and how to begin to implement it at the, points where they um, really need it. You know, in 
contracts in music rights in in, in video. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same story that plays out over and over again. Right now, not the easiest story. And I do imagine you'll, you're going to see Charles Schwab's and H&R Blocks like on street corners helping you <laughs> create blockchain businesses. You're already seeing, you know, IBM, Accenture, you know, the big companies open consultancies to help people do this, open up APIs to third parties. And so um, when I think about, I, I said I would talk about how to be a blockchainpreneur. Um, I, I think that, I think that um, um, I think this generation, like first of all, they were raised playing video games. They understand virtual things, um, so it's very easy to think of money as virtual. So just so I think start to take the models that you know, gaming, Pokemon. You know, you game for points, you trade points, you collect things. Take the constructs that you know and start to apply it to the business that you're in. Um, and um, start to apply the concept of being virtual to your 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 daily life. And then think about that thing that you have. The other part is the shared economy that other people want a piece of. And how does that work so that your customers are rewarded for being your customers? You are rewarded for providing the service. Um, it's transparent. It's open, etc. And then just... Uh, you know, do your reading from trusted sources. There are some mm-hmm. people that are just real. You like you can use your. Um, it's just like fake news. Use your sniff detector. You know, you can you mm-hmm. can read a million things, and then you know the one that is really true. And I think actually this generation, because there's so much fake news, and because there's so much information, the sniff detector is pretty good. So start looking at the paying attention with your with your with with a mind to what is true and what is somebody just rattling off a bunch of buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Robin, you know, people are people are loving all this and they want to come to one of the Living in Digital Times conferences. What's the best way to connect? And maybe what is your most recent one coming up? Yeah. So we we will be in Las Vegas this January. We just um, and the best thing to do is to go to livingindigitaltimes.com. I've only told you the beginning. Of, we do baby tech. We have beauty tech. We have fashion shows. We have all sorts of activities. But the Digital Money Forum, I'm, I could drop names, but I will tell you that we curate amazingly well, and we invite the best of breed. I'm going to give a shout out to Michael Casey. Um, author, educator on the Coindesk Advisory Board. Michael is our MC for the day. Matt Rosak, um, Brock Pierce, Michael Turpin. I mean, the people that you really uh, want to hear from um, and, and, and and start to understand um, what what to do next. So livingindigitaltimes.com, January 8th through the 11th in Las Vegas. I hope we'll see you there as well. I hope you'll come. Yes, to some I hope so. With our guests and with our attendees, who are all um, pretty wonderful. And if you want information on just the money part of what we talked about, it's thedigitalmoneyforum.com. So the big site with all the products is livingindigitaltimes.com. The financial part is thedigitalmoneyforum.com. 
Thank you so much, Robin, for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast and sharing your insight and knowledge and and your passion. So much wonderful information. I truly hope that a lot of our listeners can join you at your upcoming conferences and that we'll be there too. Thanks a bunch. Great to talk to you. See you soon. (laughs) Bye. That was Robin Raskin. She is the founder at Living in a Digital Times LLC. You have the information for the website for the upcoming conferences. I hope you all can make it. Thank you for joining us today on Future Tech Podcast. I've been your host, Juliet Lamar. We'll catch you guys next time. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.